Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. People are gonna remember um, the actions of organizations for, for many years to, to come. And you know, not just in our industry, this isn't an HR thing, this isn't a, an employer brand thing. You know, this is, um, this is translating and crossing boundaries and borders in just the general consciousness of the general person, you know, like just you and me, our friends and families and all the rest of it. So it's an incredibly important um, time. Um, and I think there's a lot of organizations waking up to the fact just how important their people brand is. You know, some people still aren't quite sure what employer brand is and how to use it. But, um, you know, a people-based organization is definitely on the consciousness and rising the priority of, of many an organization now. I think that's, that's fair to say. Brian is the founder and CEO of PH Creative, a firm recognized as one of the most creative employer brand agencies in the world. Brian is also a two-time best-selling author with the latest title, Give and Get, Employer Branding, laying out PH Creative's unique approach that has transformed many well-known organizations' ability to articulate an authentic value exchange found within their unique employee experience. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. Very happy to have Brian Adams connecting with me from, is it, are you in London, Brian? Yeah, just under London in Surrey. That's right. Yeah. All right. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Enrique. Really good. Really good. Appreciate um, being on your show. Well, I, I'm, I'm very happy to have you with me and talk about a topic that is so, so important like employer branding, especially today with all the things that are happening in the world, coronavirus, fight for racial justice and anti-discrimination, mm -hmm. so many things. And I've heard this expression recently, people saying what you do now will be remembered for a long period of time. If you do the right thing, people will look back and say, all right, your company, your brand did the right thing. But if you do the wrong thing, it's going to be you're going to have a similar fate, people remembering you and maybe not wanting to work for you or become your customers and whatnot. So during times of crisis, how important it is to build a brand that people can trust, but also that perhaps it stands for the issues that people worry about, the, the issues that are important for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, you know, having, having a brand in place is super important. Um, organizations uh, in the absence of a brand right now dealing with a crisis, I think are finding it tough. Um, companies that are well equipped with an employer brand have a set of guidelines, a set of rules. They've got the confidence that they know the culture and the employee experience and who they are as an employer. So 
It means they can react quickly with confidence. You know, and I think you're right. People are going to remember um, the actions of organizations for, for many years to, to come. And, you know, not just in our industry, this isn't an HR thing. This isn't a, an employer brand thing. You know, this is, um, this is translating and crossing boundaries and borders in just the general consciousness of the general person, you know, like just you and me, our friends and families and all the rest of it. So it's an incredibly important um, time. Um, and I think there's a lot of organizations waking up to the fact just how important their people brand is. You know, some people still aren't quite sure what employer brand is and how to use it. But, um, you know, a people-based organization is definitely on the consciousness and rising the priority of, of many an organization now. I think that's, that's fair to say. Yeah, absolutely. So let me back, let me backtrack a little bit and perhaps begin with, with defining what employer branding or an empl employer brand means. And then we're going to take it from there to see how we can build that and the role of HR, particularly the role of HR, knowing that very often they are the front line with candidates and you know, several potential customers of that organization. So what is, what is employer branding or brand? So an employer brand is basically um, you know, the perception and reality of your employee experience. It's how people describe uh, what you're like as, as an employer. Employer branding is um, the practice of trying to organize that and you know get to get to the root of exactly what it is defining it so you have some influence on what people think and say about you as an employer yeah you i know you 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 talk very often about uh, the, empl the employer value proposition and mm -hmm. you know what does it mean to i i love that concept because i always think about value proposition in the hr space too right and i i actually created this model of the four areas for the, for the new value proposition for HR. So I love that model of thinking, what is your value proposition as, a, as an organization? So what is, what is, the, what is this idea of uh, employer value proposition related to the world of, uh, of branding? Yeah, so, um, you know, the conventional, sort of traditional um, interpretation of, EVP and employee value proposition is that an organization will have one proposition. Um, I believe that, you know, organizations have more than one proposition. There's different aspects of culture, different aspects of the employee experience. You know, essentially it's more than just a broadcast of the strengths, benefits, and opportunities of the employee experience. Really, it should be a two way value exchange. You know, and if we can lean into the harsh realities, the gaps, the vulnerabilities, the weaknesses, you know, the authentic truth of the employee experience, then what we can do is we can perfectly balance and in many respects elevate, you know, the benefits, the strengths and opportunities inside of an organization and allow candidates to answer that fundamental question. Do I have what it takes to thrive at that company? You know, and then will I find a sense of purpose? Will I find the sense of impact? Will I find a sense of belonging at, at that organization? You know, and, and that's really what, um, for me, an, an EVP should do. Rather than be uh, a magnet to attract, it should be a smart filter to help people decide. You know? And the beauty of this is it's not just about talent attraction. The heart of uh, an EVP lays inside an organization for employees. You know? and, and with that two-way value proposition, the give and get, as I call it, um, 
know, that's where we tend to find opportunity to acknowledge and appreciate the sacrifice and commitment that employees have to put in under your particular set of conditions, you know, to do, to do a good job well done. And what we've found from our research and working with many global um, brands all over the world is that's the quickest route to find the source of passion and pride inside of an organization, um, you know, and leveraging the voice of employees to make uh, your EVP and employer brand all the more uh, authentic. That is, that is powerful. And, and you mentioned before, Brian, that companies don't necessarily have just one value proposition, right? They, they may have more than one. And I want to ask you, in times like what we're going through right now, where things are changing extremely fast, and mm-hmm. I think that as we go forward, things will continue to change even faster than the pace at which they change today. Mm-hmm. How can a company make sense of what their value proposition is if they may be changing to a different industry tomorrow, or if they now may, you know, companies that may not have taken a, a strong socialist stance on, on things that matter to the people, to the, to the larger uh, citizenship of, of, of people, and now they have to take some sort of uh, a stance on those things because they, they, there are demands of their customers. So how, you, how, how do you balance value proposition versus craziness in the world? <laughs> <laughs> what a great question. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing is, um, you know, an EVP isn't a one and done, you know, uh, organizations change, they, you know, transition and evolve and um, move with times, you know, so, you know, it's, it's important to take stock and say, you know, is this still reflective of us as an organization? And quite often, um, certainly in times like this, companies will, if they take a good hard look at themselves, they'll find, well, actually, no. Um, now's not the greatest time to be finding out what your EVP is or trying to discover that, you know, now is the time to put it to work and use it, you know, um, and particularly in times of crisis, challenge or, or, or change, you know, they say, um, you know, if uh, you, you discover the true character of, of somebody when by putting them under pressure or stress, you know, so organizations are revealing their true character right now. Um, but I think the key is um, the strategic approach of understanding where your EVP fits in with the, the business strategy, the, the vision, vision, the mission and values, the guiding principles, um, your diversity and inclusion, outlook and, and strategy. All of these things need to be baked together. And if you are armed with those fundamental answers, then you can react with confidence at times of crisis. And when people need the answers to the difficult questions, you know, then you have the playbook, you know, and, and everybody can sing off the same hymn sheet with absolute confidence. Unfortunately, organizations are being caught short because uh, they're scrambling to find those answers when, um, when they need them most. And now's not the time to be trying to discover what the answers are to those questions. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and of course, one follow-up question to this one about thinking about the EVP in terms of crisis is this idea of authenticity and and genuineness of of your brand. Because one thing that is happening with all that is going on in the world these days is that some companies knew they had to change and they are utilizing this uh, as an opportunity and and as a, a springboard to say, okay, now is the time to change. There are some others that you know there's, there's, they, they want to do it, but there's no 
there's, it's not genuine, right? There's no authenticity behind the transformation of their brands because what they do is they change, and I've been in companies like that, you know, they change the logo of the company, they change the, you know, the motto of the company, but the, 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 the workings of the company continue to be exactly the same. So what comes to your mind when, I, when, you, when we talk about authenticity, employer branding in times of difficulty crisis, like what, what we are going through right now? Yeah, so I mean, we have seen organizations that have jumped on a bandwagon and used um, um, recent times to almost try and market themselves or just look good, you know, but if it's disingenuous, you know, these days um, with social media, um, people having an, a strong opinion and they're not afraid to voice it, you get found out really quickly. Um, you know, so if uh, companies do move and, and change with the times or um, they want to take stock and take a stance for the first time, that's fine, but it has to be authentic. And now um, talking a good game, of course, isn't, isn't enough. Um, you know, so the marketing of um, what you believe, uh, you know, if it's paper thin, it's, it just, it just won't be worn by the audience. You know, I think, and the, the, the sorry thing is there's never been a more socially acceptable time to be vulnerable. Um, you know, so if organizations take the, um, the more human, uh, authentic stance of, Hey, do you know, when we we could actually be part of the problem, we're not good enough. Like we need to do better. Um, we're not where we are, but here's where we want to go. Uh, then that kind of approach has got a significantly more um, more integrity to it than an organization that might be more diverse or might be more inclusive, but jumping on a bandwagon trying to use it for marketing purposes. Um, you know, so I think um, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, giving a lot more respect to the audience um, and going back to basics. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's never been a better, a more socially acceptable time to, to be vulnerable. And I just wish more organizations would embrace that, you know? I, by the way, I love that idea. I think that's going to be the, the title of this podcast, by the way. <laughs> it's such a powerful idea because we are in, in times of deep uncertainty and, and, and chaos where people don't really know, they don't really have the answers to, to a lot of the things that are happening. And this is the great opportunity for them to, and when I say them, I mean organizations and business leaders to come forward and say, I know, I know that those are the problems. I just don't have the answers to them. So how do we do it together? Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's powerful. How, how do you combine that when you're building your personal branding? How do you, how do you operationalize this idea of being, being vulnerable as an organization as a, and as a leader when you are also in the process to revamp, redefine, or, or create your, your branding? So in times of change and great uncertainty, most of all, people tend to want some element of certainty. So from a leadership point of view, um, we advocate to start with um, educate, then motivate, and then celebrate. And it can be in really simple steps, you know, so educate with, look, this is, in times of change and uncertainty, this is what you can be certain of. These are our principles. You know, these are our beliefs. These are our values. This is what's not going to change. But these things over here need to move with the times. We're not comfortable here. They're not where they need to be. So this is today's reality. In order to get from today's reality to tomorrow's reality, this is what we have to ask of you. So, you know, instead of a broadcast statement of intent, this is an opportunity to be more inclusive and create more belonging because 
um, you can use the, the requirement for change as, as a rally cry to say, look, let's get together, let's get behind this and move forward. That's how people can get a sense of purpose, um, show people how they can contribute, that's how they get a sense of impact. And as you move through that together, then you get a sense of belonging. And those three derivative aspects, um, you know, make up um, a really strong, a really strong culture. So, um, you know, and as you see progress, you know, so once you've educated, you can motivate by saying, look, it's working. You did this and we got this net result and then celebrate and rinse and repeat, you know, and, and if, if, if you follow those three simple steps, uh, you can reinforce what hasn't changed and give people certainty and celebrate as you move forward as an organization. So, so that would be my advice to, to get through any sort of crisis from, from an employer branding perspective. And, and I like the idea that you're building on bringing people together and using this not only as an exercise to redefine or revamp or completely uh, you know, start from scratch, you know, the building of your personal brand, but it's an opportunity to bring people together uh, mm -hmm. and, and rally them around the, the idea of, of creating something that they feel they belong to, where they find purpose and meaning in, in that kind of work. I think that's, that's extremely powerful. Uh, yeah, and the, sorry, the, the unfortunate thing is a lot of organizations believe that there's a, there has to be a tension between the financial well-being of an organization and the well-being of employees. You know, we've got to save money, we've got to cut back, we've got to let people go, and we've, you know, we've got to do right by the finances <clears throat> at the expense of employees. Well, actually, the trick is to overlap them things and find um, where you can use the, um, the fact that, look, we're, we're half the team we were yesterday, the mountain we've got to climb is twice as high. But, so the rules have changed. The demands and expectations of the environment have got a lot more harsh. But if we get together, this is what we can do. And, you know, this is what we can achieve together. So it's an opportunity to, to bond people together, not fragment people apart. And, um, and I think that's probably the biggest misstep that we've seen, certainly with organizations that have mistreated people, um, of... Um, damage their reputation of, of late by how they've let people go. And, um, you know, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a huge misstep that we're seeing quite a lot in the news right now. Yeah, and, and you know, we understand, of course, and I, I'm guessing that some of your clients are going through, through some of that decision-making process where they have to make decisions about letting people go because that's the only way to ensure the longevity of the organization. But there are ways of ways of doing things, right? I mean, there are you... I, I, I don't know if you saw Airbnb, 25% of their uh, people laid off. The letter that Brian Chesky wrote to the company was a testament of love, empathy, uh, understanding, and pain. You know, you can feel the pain of that guy in that letter. And then you have another, another set of companies that have fired people over a two-minute Zoom call. No, no regard at all for their emotional, financial, uh, personal well-being. So... While we, you know, like we understand that people have to make and organizations have to make tough decisions, I think there's a there's a, a line and a thick line that divides doing it well and doing it wrong. And um, so let me, I want to use this as a segue to talk a little bit about what do you see? Uh, you you have all you, PH Creative has grown a lot, and all your clients probably are coming to you saying, "Hey, this this is what was going on in February of." 2020 and now this is what's happening so what are the the most common challenges 
that you see organizations dealing with these days when it comes to their branding, to their culture and communicating that culture to potential new people coming in? So what are, what are those challenges that you've seen out there? Yeah, so I mean, the, the waves of challenges that we've seen are probably, you know, quite familiar to, you know, to everybody watching. The first one was, how do we transition to 100% work from home? You know, um, and once the logistics uh, of that settled down, it's right, okay, how do, we, how do we maintain any sort of brand or inclusive culture of any sort if none of us are together? You know, so the education of, you know, a culture isn't just people who are in the same room, it's how people feel and communicate and interact and care for each other, you know. Then it was like, you know, well, how do we look after people from a, you know, a well-being perspective and make sure they're not staring at a Zoom screen for 16 hours a day or, you know, going stair crazy in a room on their own, you know, how do we, how do we transition from, from that perspective? Then there was organizations that have got to let people go, you know, we've seen organizations that need to ramp up quickly um, you know, who are doing really well, um, who feel bad that they're doing really well, uh, you yeah. know, because there's so much, you know. And of course, then those, that world's then collided with um, Black Lives Matter and a whole host of, um, of other diversity and inclusion issues. You know, and it's been a perfect storm of self-reflection, mm. having to move with agility. Um, and we're seeing the true... Um, the true heart and soul of, of organizations making more instinctual decisions because, you know, the, the downturn of um, 2008 took 12 months. It took uh, less than 12 weeks to have that impact this, this yeah. year. So everything happened rapidly. So, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've, we've seen it all. It's been an absolute roller coaster, um, you know, and, and, and so it continues, but, our clients are in many different sort of stages. Obviously, we're bringing on new clients who just need guidance right now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's organisations in many many different sort of scenarios. It's difficult. It's difficult to to spot um, trends when you look at companies in all different situations. Absolutely, and I, I like that you mentioned before that we are in a in a stage of self reflection, and I, of course, I'm hoping that 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 business leaders are, are embracing this time uh, with all the tragedy that it brings with, but they are taking this time to, to reflect about their organizations, their, their well-being of their people, themselves as leaders and the evolution of their leadership style uh, because it has to change as well. And there's one concept, of course, that seems to be cutting across all that we're going through, which is this idea of resiliency, right? Or, resi or becoming more resilient because this won't be the last time that we're going through this. I mean, uh, we, we, we knew that a pandemic was going to happen, we just didn't know when, and we know that there will be another one, we just don't know when either. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you think that organizations can leverage on, maybe on the power of their branding and on the power of their talent to build resilient or resiliency, to be able to withstand better shocks like coronavirus, and many other things happening. Yeah, so experience, you know, is a, a wonderful thing. They say hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think we'll be able to take this experience into, you know, um, you know, should should it happen again? Um, but I think I think you're right. There's a lot of organisations that, after self reflection, are starting to realise the importance of employer brand, but the integrity and authenticity of what it represents. Mm. Um, you know, and 
the fact is employer brand is the how, you know, it's the how, it's the experience of um, how an organization goes about working towards the vision of the company and the what that they, they do. Um, and I think this idea of how we operate as an organization, what we stand for and what we believe in has taken giant leaps forward from an evolution point of view. And I think there's a lot of organizations, leadership down, you know, bottom up, are starting to reprioritize and reevaluate and recalibrate the significance of putting people above all else. And it's, it's, it's lovely to see, um, you know, and I think it can make significant change such that the employer brand, the more human side of an organization is starting to impact consumer brand perception with such impact uh, like never before that I think we'll see that sort of cross-pollination and that correlation between the two, um, you know, from a, from a very new perspective that's, that's definitely given birth to something brand new in terms of what employer brand means to an organization. Absolutely. What do you think is the role of HR, human resources, in all of this, uh, you know, building of, of, a, of a brand that is guided by integrity and authenticity and confidence? What, what do you think is the role of, the, of people's leaders in, in, this, in this world, if you will? Well, I think um, the idea of, of people, human resources, you know, I think there's a, a global universal realization that people are the only true advantage left in business today. Mm. You know, you can scale, you can commoditize, you can acquire, you can automate everything else, but, but people are the only um, real competitive advantage left. So this is rising in significance. It's the right thing to do, but it's the smartest thing to do as well. So, um, you know, I think HR is starting to be, become seen as um, a responsibility that comes with accountability across the C-suite. You know, um, you know there is there's human resources requirements from for uh, an operations director in marketing and you know client services, you know research and development, you know sustainability, internal communications, you name it. Um, so I, I think I think it's starting to change from a division, a department in an organization to um, a lateral slice of you know, every decision made from the ground up. Love it. And I love that you're saying that people are the last real competitive advantage of, of organization. That is a very powerful thought, uh, considering that in a, in a world that is changing so far, it is your talent and your ability to upskill, reskill, keep that talent fully engaged, providing them with the best experience at work and meaningful work. Those are the people that will help you go through shocks like like what we are seeing right now Absolutely. Um, i think it's just a, a powerful uh, idea uh, uh brian i always ask this question towards the the end of my podcast as we wrap up and it is a two-part question number one is what excites you the most about the future and what concerns you the most about the future <laughs> what a great question. What a great you, question. Gotta, you, you gotta start with the negative one, with the pessimistic <laughs> one of the concerns. <laughs> so what excites me is that um the idea of employer brand and employee experience is rising in significance such the average person along the walks on the street now cares 
when they walk into a shop and they, they're making buying decisions, they care how that organization treats their employees and their supply chain. They care about equity. They care about um, inclusion, diversity, sustainability. So the, the bright side of this is, um, you know, we've had a wake up call and I think the world will be a better place for it afterwards. Um, the, the flip side to that, the, the, the scary thing is, you know, there are organizations out there who believe that, that they're so big that they might not be affected and don't need to do this. You know, some organizations haven't quite cottoned on to, you can be, you can be nice and use that to your advantage. Um, you know, so my fear is not enough organizations uh, have that realization um, post COVID. Yeah. And, and of course with, with not realizing of these changes comes the pain, the pain of going out of business. And yeah. I think it is something like 50% of, um, of all the companies that were in the Fortune 500 companies were, have disappeared since the year 2000. And I think that by 2030, all of the ones that were in the original 1955 list will have not disappeared as companies, but not in the top 500 anymore. Yeah. And um, so this is a reality, right? They, have to, they will have to wake up. And I hope this is like you're saying, that COVID-19 is a wake-up call for them to think differently. I so, as well. Brian, thank you so much for being with me today. Great conversation, uh, great perspectives, and, and I was really happy to be uh, chatting with you about these things. A pleasure as always. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.